I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Um, so just to kick things off, we've yeah, got yeah. a bit of fan mail. Oh, do we, should we open it first now? Yeah. Hey, so Dane, can I just tell you something? You, you, you are in the presence of uh, greatness right now. Well aware, well aware. Well, no, not just because you're in front of Francis and myself and most people, you know, they're, they're honoured because they think we're cool and things like that, but you know, whatever. But, um, but we, we send out a little thing on our, on our podcast saying, hey, if you want to send us some fan mail. Send it to 79 to 81 Borough Road, London, SE11. And they sent some. However, two things about this. Firstly, we've never received some fan mail, so this is the first time ever. Cool. It would be weird if you had sent it pre this and it was actually from you. But also, it says open on air, which actually scares us. So if you die, I really apologize. I lived the way I wanted. I'm sad. <laughs> hey, you died doing what you love. Exactly. And I, I want to say. <laughs> doing private. Yeah, what do you want to say before? If anything, in my last words should be uh, love conquers all, love over money. Money can never be your God. Oh, yeah, dude, listen, uh, I think we have a connection. We have a connection. Dude, okay, I, do, I don't want to be, my one is, I don't want to be the richest person in the graveyard. That's, I like that. That's there we go, man, 100%. Is that why you're so bad with money? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like you've got to give over whatever knowledge you have, love, um, wealth, uh, power, uh, love, wealth, I just want to go for more, humour, whatever it is. Before you die. Before you die, give and everything. You, might, you know, give okay. everything. That's that's how you ch- achieve true immortality. Oh, because yeah. Socrates said there are two levels of, they, oh my God, we're getting so deep, I love this shit. Socrates said there's two levels of happiness, lower level and higher level. The lower level is power, wealth, all those kind of things, and the higher level is self-awareness, love to other people, being kind, all that kind of stuff. And people think they want to get the lower level, but in fact, the higher level is the one you want to achieve, and you don't realise that until the end of death. Motherfucker! That's nice. Eudaimonia. Anyway, open it up, Francis. Uh, so we have this little letter. Why are you aiming it at me? <laughs> Don't aim it at me. <laughs> 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 Shouting anthrax. Oh. Oh. oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Someone has knitted us. They look like nipple coasters. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to read this out. <clears throat> this is... It's, oh, okay, it's a lovely little card that says, Freedom it says, Censored of Speech. Freedom of speech. Love that. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm a massive fan of the podcast. Always a good laugh, but strangely informative, too. Well, you're going to love this one, then. Come to, came to see the tour in Liverpool and won the naked Polaroid of Jamie. Thanks for that. In return, here are two Crockett boob... Crocheted. Crochet boob coasters I made. I sell them on my estate, and one pound goes to Copper Feel. Enjoy. Live. Live uh, uh, Etsy. Sells it on her Etsy. It sells on her Etsy. Live Daisy Design. Hey, that Live, thank you so much. That is so good. That's nice. so great. Hey, Dan, I'm going to give one to you, man. Really? Yeah, 100%. That's thank for you. you. So we're going to have this one we can keep here. Well, and this that's is my for you. one. That you give your one away. No, <laughs> we share that. We no, give it to our mine. guests. Obviously, Dane's gets one. Yeah, well. I feel like if Liv got it for you, then I'm, I'm happy to have just enjoyed the experience of that. <laughs> so you can have that one. No, I want you to have it. I don't, I, I, will, it, will Liv be okay with that? Liv, you'll be fine with it. Yes, she said. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Liv, thank you so much. We'll post this on our Instagram. You are so kind. If you ever want to send us some mail, please send it to 79 to 81 Borough Road, SE1. 
one dn there I hope go. I don't um, spill coffee on my nipple coaster. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still joined with the wonderful, the marvellous Dane Baptiste. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Oh, what's up, man? Um, hey, listen, I want to carry on with this whole idea of self-awareness because I think it's so important. And we haven't really actually ever discussed this idea of self-awareness on the podcast. Um, but it's so true. Like I was saying to you, I have a problem sometimes where I'm almost too aware uh-huh. that I read into situations. Arrogant. No. <laughs> power through it, Jamie. Power through it. You're power through that. But I do, man. And so, like you said, sometimes I wish I wasn't like that because yeah. I can read situations so well. So I know if someone's feeling a bit awkward or a bit this or a bit that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I just wish I was more aloof and more naive to these things. What do you think, Francis? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think, you're t- I think sometimes you're just too self-aware. <laughs> I watched this amazing uh, YouTube. I think it was a YouTube video where... Um, they got a bunch of kids together. They got um, they got black kids. They got white kids. They got Asian kids. They got all these different ones. And they sat the next to each other. They said, uh, "They said, well, so so Hannah, what do you think's different about?" Um, to Tom, to you, and Tom would be black and Hannah would be white. And she goes, oh, well, he's really naughty in class. And the fact is they're so naive to anything else. They just see each other as, like, these individuals, which is such a great way to be, yeah. do you not think? But on a, yeah, I do. But on the one hand, I mean, we may put it down to naivety, but at the same time, they are actually, maybe they're more advanced because then they're not focusing on the on the aesthetic or the superficial because it, it doesn't matter. So mm. she's actually, at least she is making a commentary about his character rather than a commentary on his appearance, which means, you know, kids for a long time at least they're aware these your appearance doesn't predispose you to act a certain way it's again more suggestion that begins to make them think that they associate like something with a particular aesthetic so even though you know we get we you know we're saying kids lack a certain level of, they may lack experience but you know it doesn't mean that they're any less intelligent because really arguably their rate of uh, growth or, the, or their brain growth or replication of brain cells is happening at a much quicker rate than someone that's older than them so because they're not uh, limited by their way of thinking they just Mm. They think whatever the hell they want. But we have this problem, right? Uh, not me, I can care less. But we have this, pro- <laughs> we have this, we have this problem about uh, our aesthetics, how we look. And there's this huge thing about you. Definitely, I don't can care, can care less. Could not, could not, could not think twice about the way I look. Botox built out <laughs> differences differently. <laughs> And I've had a hair transplant. Like, yeah, I couldn't care. Couldn't care, man. Who cares? Um, well, now you don't have to because you're back. You're back on, back oh, on top. Back I'm on back. top. Um, yeah, but I'm it's back. a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm back. But I saw this amazing, and you, again, should YouTube it. All the listeners go and YouTube this amazing thing. Where, but not now, later. You know, not right now, but later. Don't pause us. But it, there's a really cool thing where it was a Dove advert where they got uh, these bunch of women to come in uh-huh. and uh, they sat in there and someone who, what is the name of those people who... Uh, they sketch. So if you someone's committed a crime, they've seen the the, the criminal. They say, "Oh, uh, what was his nose like?" And they just try and sketch out the person. Not a hetcher sketch, right? So, they just draw his sketch nose. Artist. Sketch artist. It's sketch artist, yeah. right? So these people come and sit down, and there's a curtain in between them and the artist. And the artist says, "Well, tell me about your nose, and tell me about your hair, and tell me about your face, and tell me about your eyes, and tell me about these different things." And they sketch it out, and then the person finishes the sketch, and they walk away without seeing each other. Then another person comes in, and they have just met the person sitting before let's say Hannah again so they met Hannah the person comes and sits down and sits next to the sketch artist and the sketch artist says well tell me about Hannah who you just met I didn't say but tell me about Hannah and he says well Hannah's this and he says tell me about her nose tell me about her hair tell me about her head tell me about this tell me about that and then what happens is at the end is they they 
Hannah and the friend come in and they put the two sketches next to each other. And it's how you perceive yourself and how other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. And obviously how what happens is, is what's so wonderful and beautiful is how the other person perceives that person is so more beautiful. Always, and it's so yeah. more defined and so more great. Well, and because they're telling them how to draw them. Well, well, the person who's sitting in the chair who's talking about themselves is talking about all... Because what you do is you focus... They say, well, what's your nose like? And they go, well, oh, my nose is quite big. And uh, you do that kind of thing. Where someone who... If I just meet you, Francis, and they say, well, tell me about Francis. I go, oh my God, they're so green. They're so open. They're so lovely. They're so wide. Oh. But oh, you do you know what I mean? But isn't that true what people do? And and for some reason, we have this hid, like driven insecurities within us. Well, we focus on the, um, you know, the imperfections, right? The, yeah. we're, we're kind of because you, you, you know, naturally compare yourself to people who are. Yeah. But yeah. why? Why well, do you do that? Because I guess it, I guess it's an instinctive thing. Yeah, a, well, there's a theory on it. A, uh, a very smart woman told me once. Uh, she said that uh, the issue with human beings is that we were never meant to see ourselves like in mirrors and stuff. Normally, if most uh, organisms would only see themselves as re- reflections of water. Oh. So there's a certain level of nature to it. And it's only because we have mirrors and stuff and we've become aware of our appearance. Awareness um, again. Exactly. So now because we're too aware, we've become so focused on it. And this is where we do start picking up on imperfections and stuff. Whereas we only see our reflection normally naturally in water. And oh, you may catch it, but not because you, when you see animals and stuff, they're like always when they see mirrors, they're like, what the hell? And sometimes they'll have look around. Have you seen gorillas and, and stuff like that? Yeah, they, so they can't get their heads around it. So it's, yeah. So because we've never, again, it's this down to, like I said, it's about uh, self-awareness, but also again about projection in that we will try and look at, try and find parts of ourselves or aspire to parts of ourselves that we see in other people, which is why most time when artists, when they're doing like uh, portraits or drawing other people, you can normally work out what that person looks like because it's very, most portrait artists will, you'll see their features will appear. So it might even be like, the distance between their eyes will always be very similar. And you can always, especially with people who are less experienced, you can always see themselves because most portraits are based, because you can only use yourself as a really? basis when you're drawing stuff. Yeah, they're... yeah. So most people, you can see them part of themselves. Part of themselves in the actual picture. Yeah, and even if they're drawing somebody else. But but does that, because going back to your comedy and things like that, and you, I just love the fact that you, you worked in jobs that you didn't really like and then you decided... Oh, I hate, hated them. But I, why why did you hate them so much, the jobs that you were doing? Well, I just, I just think I, it was just the same thing it was just these questions I had about the world and the life and life and you know you just think I think and I, I don't think I'm I'm particularly special it was just that I just continued to entertain these questions that most people have and I think most of us when you're when you're working in a certain situation you might be like well why am I so like someone might work in recruitment for example and it might be like your your target if you're working in sales like you gotta make 50 grand this month but your salary is like 30 grand so then you think to yourself, well, why would I do, make more money than I'm even earning for somebody else? Mm. And then you start thinking, well, why am I, why am I working for somebody else? And That's what we always do. Yeah, because, cause then, cause then, and then you start thinking about the whole process of like working in, in like hierarchy. Well, you're making someone else successful. Why, yeah. And why would you not try? Even if, you, even if you're not earning as much, why would you want to well, go I mean, I think, else? I, I think on that, there are also different temperaments. And some people actually um, don't want to, uh, you know, have the responsibility of... Again, they, they want the security. They want the security. And so there's, uh, I think, I think it, there's, it's horses for courses. There, there are some people who maybe are less predisposed to take um, authority and handle it, uh, you know, in a positive way and, you know, maybe react negatively to it. And there are other people who want that, that steady security, that paycheck yeah. uh, coming every month and, and are, are quite happy to help. And, that, and you need both in a, in a world yeah, to, make, yeah, to make the world operate. I, yeah, because I don't emphasise it in terms of like being individual and like I'm just about how much I want to make and what I want to do. But it's more of a question of 
is what I'm doing, like benefiting myself. Because by that token, there are some people who might like, I just want to keep my head down. I might want to work. But then it's like that person, because you look at the structure of working within industry, it's not necessarily a meritocracy whereby someone might be like, I'm just a person that like, I don't know, does the cement. But I, I might just really just stand by the cement mixer. But you're still an integral part of that model. Yeah, a, a, a important part. Of yeah, you're an important part of it. But at the same time, it's like, unfortunately, we don't have a system whereby someone would identify that potential and be like, this guy's really good with making cement, so we should employ it. So um, for, mm. because you have a situation whereby because so much of it's based on hierarchy, people create a, a, uh, in a corporate environment which is comfortable for them, not necessarily optimal for that company. So even in a company where the idea is obviously maximizing profit, there may be people within a company who would be able to enable that. But if they have a middle manager who's like, well, I can't put that person, promote that person above me because they make my job easier, then you're going to have a system of inefficiency just because, you know, that's it. managerialism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So speaking of questions, um, we actually need to have, well, the answer to the question of the week. And perhaps actually first we can have your diary, Jamie. Well, I think we have the answer to the question first, if I was you, man. Because I'm just quite excited. I want to know how many questions a four-year-old asks a day. Now, Dane, you said a thousand, which I think you are way off, buddy. I think so. I think you are way off. But why not? I think you as a child would have asked a thousand questions. Yeah, I'm talking about myself, yeah. (laughs) But I think the normal child would have asked 600, like I said. Francis, give us the answer. This doesn't happen very often, but the answer is actually 400. <gasps> oh, I was so close. Which is weirdly the difference between both of our answers. Yeah. What? Yes, it was. Can I just work so that out again? Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, so yes, it is. That is, that is weird. Yeah, that's freaky. That is freaky. Some so so they ask, on average, they ask 400 questions a day. Yeah. What? Who knows if they're asking the same ones more than once, but I presume... That's just the questions, individual questions. Um, okay. Well, so, so on that note, um, four-year-olds, should we have your diary? Let's have my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all the four-year-olds that are listening. Francis, are you, you're enjoying your nipple coaster, right? Yeah, yeah look, he's just playing there, with his a, nipple coaster. I've actually, I've actually twiddled the nipple so much Quite that it's, it's getting lint, like, li- like there's little lint balls. Uh, exactly, <laughs> and I, I'm trying to work out if there's something either, is there something Oedipal yeah. or sexual <laughs> well, no, no, or I, comforting I, for well, you? It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of... Uh, Liv, can I just say, I mean, good, good areola ratio there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yes. then, but then at the same Ari- time... It, there's no such thing as the perfect breast, so yeah, it's all good. Is. Just you know. Do you know what, Dane? Areola is my favourite dip as well. Really nice. Isn't that Areola Ari- Grande uh, is my uh, favourite? Alioli. That's what I. That's my little pun I was going with. I liked it. Yeah, we, like, we, 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 we all liked it, Jamie. Believe in yourself. Hey, listen, listen. I'm not getting self-conscious. I just say, be more self-aware. Hey, all the all the listeners are cracking up right now. <clears throat> Get that areola out. Free it. Free it. Saturday. One of the best things about being on TV on a TV show is obviously not being super famous, but the travel that you get to explore. Barbados, Ibiza, France, you name it. But this time we're flying to South Africa, Cape Town. I got onto the flight ready to go. As the seatbelt sign went off, I went straight to the bathroom to take a pee. I relieved myself sufficiently. And as I leant over the loo to flush, my new iPod wireless headphones I had just bought in the airport flushed down with my remains. With your remains? Yeah, yeah, my remains. Did you murder someone (laughs) in there? (laughs) (laughs) They are the fourth pair I've lost. This has to be some sort of sign. 
going to keep it short and sweet just there. Yeah, I maybe know. you'll find them. I went into the it shot out of the plane. Didn't I it? went into the because I actually when I go into the plane bathroom and I press the 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 loo button, it actually scares me. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you always know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's always scary. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's, a, it's a very guttural sound, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and you feel like it's going to suck you down there. Yeah. And there was always that rumor if you and I don't think I've done it. Two rumors I always heard as a kid that I've never actually done. One, if you sneeze with your eyes open, your eyes pop out. Heard. I had that one. But if you do it, if you do it when you're sitting down, it pulls your anus. Yeah, that's what you have. And if you press the flusher when you sit on the loo, your your anus yeah, gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. gets quite prolapsed. Yeah, yeah. So, so I. But yours would be particularly susceptible to that, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> so I get I get. That's scared. why you always stand up. Yeah, that's why. But so I'm always terrified. So then they fell out and fell into the thing and went oh, gone. And I was like, Are you fucking joking? <laughs> so where have they just gone to? So I said to the anus, I said, My headphones just fallen down. You, you're Lou and they went you're oh. trying to invite her into the yeah yeah, said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, come in here come in here so I can murder you and find <laughs> your remains <laughs> oh my god I mean that's not how Yikes. the Mile Club Mile High Club yeah. goes Jamie I it's joined a, the Mile High Club that's, that's, a, that's a different club yeah. that's, that's <laughs> but what, also uh, and you'd get found out and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah yeah. He was trying to flush Very, very short-lived murder spree. Yeah. It would be so, but I was in South Africa, and I had this other time where I went to a place called Long Street, and I was walking down. Then these guys came up to me, and uh, they started sort of circling me, and then I thought they did. Oh, let's play a game, and I was like, Oh, this is a fun game, and they were throwing me things, and I was throwing it back to them, and then one guy came and tickled me, and I went, Oh, and I tickled him back, and then I put it in my pocket, and my phones are gone. <laughs> Did, did this just happen? Yeah, yeah. It just happened. And I was like, oh, wait, that was clever. That, <laughs> that, that, that happened to me in uh, Argentina. They took my wallet and my um, and my and my BlackBerry. I, I, had, I had hailed down this taxi, and the taxi stopped. And I've told, the, told this story before. You haven't told me this. Yeah. And, and, they, so they, and then I was running after the taxi. And then they all got out. And I was like, oh. That, and then they started, like, basically fondling me. And I was like, oh, this is... I love Argentina. This is great. <laughs> oh my god! So friendly in Buenos Aires. Uh, and um, and uh, and so then and then they all got back in. And I was like, "Hey, that's my taxi. I just held, uh, held that." And then suddenly I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> oh no!" And then so I literally sprinted after them. And luckily there was a red light uh, at the end of the road. So I'm, I caught up to them, jumped on the bonnet, and was like banging on the, Did the you? yeah on the on the window. And the, and the and the taxi driver was yelling at me in Spanish. And um, and then and then my friend who was who was running up but from behind uh, said, "Oh, they've dropped your stuff. They've dropped your stuff." And they dropped it out of because they were afraid of me. Uh, <laughs> they dropped it out of the door, and then I got out and and picked it up, and then they drove off. And and I did not uh, find a taxi that night, so we had to walk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
I, I love Francis. One of those Francis, one of those people who um, is amazing. Where I, in that situation, I would back down. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow up. Francis would follow it up. It's which is a great way. You would run up. Well, you did. You ran after the taxi and jumped yeah. on the bonnet. It's a great way. I thought be. we had something. Yeah, we yeah. were Funneling each other was, and everything. It was yeah. more. I was just so hurt. <laughs> yeah. You made me feel handsome. Then you take it away. Yeah. That's messed up. Muy mal. Muy mal. Yeah. Muy mal, mujeres. Hey. That's it. <laughs> You nailed it. Hey, Francis, I think we have to have a bit of your diary, my friend. Oh, all right. Mm, we're excited for this. I, I, want I got what? two days, but maybe I should just do one. Will this, hey, will just, this, will just, this diary just... entry beat the story I just heard? Because that was pretty cool. Hey. That, was like, that was like an action scene. <laughs> hey. Well, we'll see. I reckon just, just do a little snippet of one right. today. Here we go. Tuesday. People sometimes ask me what it's like to be a top-level athlete. <laughs> And I say to them that it's no cakewalk. And sometimes scientists ask if they can put all these wires on you and run these tests just to see what all the fuss is about. No cakewalk, is that a saying? Yeah. No no, no cakewalk. What does that no mean? Cakewalk. What do you mean a cakewalk? It's like no walk in the park. When do you say it's that? It's a figure of speech. When do you say no walk in the park? Well, because a cakewalk is... I feel like it's because it's, it's there's some link to that. If you're going to go walk some cake, get some cake, it's pretty, a pretty easy okay, task. Okay, look. Okay. I don't think we, it's no, it's we, no, I don't think we need to establish it. I, I get the, idi- it's the idiomatic expression, but it's a, it's a hey, healthy it's question no to ask. It's no cakewalk in the park. No, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, Dan, I'm just saying, I'm, just saying I, I, look, I'm, I'm a baker. I know how tough it is to make a cake, make it right, make it good. You have to follow instructions. Baking is, an, is a science, cooking is an art. You have to be good at science to do that. So it's no walk in the park. It's actually a tricky thing. It's no cakewalk in the park. Okay, so yeah. It's no glass of water in yeah. the park. No, let's no. It's no. Well, it's no. Today was one of those days when I had to succumb to this relentless pressure from sports scientists and agree to let them run their tests. They still can't seem to work out what makes me such a freak of nature, in a good way. But they did say that I have a very large, strong left ventricle, and that my natural testosterone levels are comparable to a well-sexed male silverback gorilla. <laughs> So in answer to the to that question, I guess for me being a top level athlete and having a freakishly high testosterone level, it's just a matter of public record. <laughs> hey Dane, what do you want to say to that? Uh, uh, the uh, sentence about having the uh, equi- equivalent libido of a silverback gorilla. That's yeah. that's as good as as bum vinegar. Yeah, that's you've, you've well sexed. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I it's have, true. I have very high testosterone levels off the charts. Apparently, that's hey, cool. I'm going to be honest with you. For the past three months, I've had the testosterone levels of a panda. I've literally, I've had nada. Isn't the pandas the ones that don't have sex? Yeah. I mean, they they do, but not often enough yeah. to maintain their numbers. Oh uh, yeah. So. That, well, that's me. That's me. I'm not keeping my numbers up. It's all good, man. You know, you got. See, well, I mean, the testosterone explains why you once you started started with that nipple, you're like, I'm not. Gonna yeah, finish I can't until, help. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we can. I'm actually ruining the nipple there. I just want, I just want you to be aware, Francis, that that coaster will not orgasm. No. No matter, no matter how much you stimulate yeah. that nipple, that's, yeah. all, that's all. But no, that's a really interesting diary entry and uh, and uh, interesting to hear about the ventricle as well. What, which one did you? Which one? Did the you left like ventricle more? is the one that pumps the blood around your to your muscles. Hey, but which one do you like more, mine or Francis's? Oh no, I, I, they, they, I enjoyed them equally for different reasons. Yeah, but it, but if you had to pick, if I had to pick, I'd pick Francis's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dane, um, buddy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Honestly, man, from the bottom of my heart, that has really just made me 
G'd up for the week, for the day, for the year. I just feel feel great off that. So you're gonna go home and touch yourself, aren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna go home and masturbate. Can't wait. <laughs> don't worry, as long as you're back, get that libido back up. That's all. I just need a little oomph. That's all. I need a little bit of oomph from that boob coaster. 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 Boob coaster. Yeah. <laughs> boob coaster is somewhere I would go. <laughs> yeah. One. That's just where once. I would get my coffee. Just once. You would fly to boob coaster and just have a holiday there. I would go to boob coaster. Or, I mean, or if coaster boob. Or if like uh, like had a whole like chain of uh, topless coffee shops. <laughs> I'd, yeah. go I'd, I'd go to that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You know. Hey, you'd have to have topless men as well. Of course. There. I mean, I I not said Jamie. it was gender, gender specific at all. You know. <laughs> Who, whoever wants to work there, whoever. Yeah. Look, I'm not focused on the barista's appearance. It's how are they making this yeah. coffee? That's yeah. just a side thing. You exactly. Know? If, if anything, it's a distraction. Is it maybe gives you an additional choice for milk. But yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, some people are bulking at the idea of breast milk. Now, I'm sorry, but we drink the milk of other species. We drink the breast milk of of cows, which is a completely different quite species. Weird. Yeah, and you know sometimes goats too. So I'm just saying, you know, how are and we? And sheep, and sheep, and sheep, and so, cats, and some people drink cat's milk. Doesn't <laughs> sound too much. I mean, just me. I don't you know. might do, but why? Why not? If we can drink, it's still a mammal. So, but we just maybe more more breast milk involved, high in antibodies. Just everyone. No, I don't. I don't drink, drink cat's milk, but I did see there's cat milk. In a in a package packaged cat milk for cats, but it's not actually cat milk. I don't think. I think it's some sort of probably like some kind of synthetic, fe- feline, yeah, feline lactose-based supplement. Just thought, oh, that's what they've got everything these days. Is hey. that really necessary? Was there a demand for that product? <laughs> I feel like if it was called pussy milk, that would be more of an energy drink. I think yeah. we should. I think we should get. Some, there is actually a pussy energy. There's drink. pussy energy drink, but pussy milk. Yeah. Would be like a shot, just like, just behind bum the vinegar. bum vinegar with bum vinegar. Oh wait, uh, <laughs> is that not called um, a kombucha? Oh. <laughs> 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 hey Dane, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and honestly, the best. Hey, you can we find you on Instagram? Uh, yes, sir. I am on all your good uh, social networks. Uh, it's Dane Baptiste again. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and did you going on tour? Um, this year I'm not touring, so I'm working on a new show. But um, I will. You be have your other shows, well, Sunny D. Yeah, so Sunny D is available on the BBC iPlayer, so please do check that out. Sunny and uh, I also have uh, I have a podcast called Dane Baptiste Question and Everything, which I'd love you guys to do at some point when oh, I start dude, the new we season. Would love that because I record here too, so um, cool. it's a great place. And um, yeah, and just for clips and uh, and for tidbits and stuff, I'm on all your good socials, guys. So check it out and try it before you buy. But I'd love to see you guys at a live gig. Um, Bring bring your um, boob coasters. <laughs> bring, hey, and also bring if you, your boob coasters. If you if you're writing a new show, which you probably are doing, if you need um, a, you know a guy who can play many different roles um, and is pretty easy to work with, um, hit me up. I will do. Hey, Dane, what we like to do on the podcast as we ask our guests to leave our listeners with something inspirational. Mm-hmm. Uh, something inspirational. Um. I don't know. I like. I like. I don't want to be the richest person in the graveyard. I really like that. That was good. I'm inspired by that. Dude, Dane Baptiste, everybody. Thank you so much. Woo! See you next Thanks week. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.